living through one of those changes that historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the end times continue. Recording on this the 18th of September. Uh, oh goodness, is going too fast. I'm Dino, and you are. I am Ace. How's it and going? And it is going man? way too fast. It feels like September just started, and now it's now it's it almost um, well, it's more than halfway gone. So you know, I just you know, it, it kind of it makes me want to go to sleep, and then you can wake me up when September ends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. That was awful. And I'm ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how's it been, man? Oh, it's been pretty good. Pretty good. The weather's been pretty nice. So you, that is, that's one good thing. Man, one good I love... thing. I'm, I'm glad to be out of summer, out of the uh, blistering heat. Yes, I love the fall. It's so much. Yeah. It's so, so nice. Uh, especially yep. here where... You know, it stops being as muggy and there's not so much you're not you don't feel like you're swimming like while you're trying yeah. to walk down the street. Right. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um man. I figured out the okay, so update on stuff because I I mention this every fucking episode. I guess this is a thing now. Um I diagnosed the audio issue. Uh, something's wrong with Pipewire. Uh so I partially diagnosed it. I found what the the thing that's causing the problem is and it has to do with pipe wire, apparently. So, uh, it's still a little noisy, but I managed to clean up some of the issues that were happening when I would play, when I would fire off a clip or or the intro. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it should be a little cleaner. It's still yeah. it's still noisy while the clip is playing, but that weird warble that it would do, it, that uh-huh. should be mostly gone. Okay. Um, that's the main thing I wanted to get rid of because boy, that was annoying. <laughs> um, all right, well. Let's let's begin then. You you uh, yeah. posted something in the chat. Let me yeah. get it pulled it's, up here. Uh, so it is the two year anniversary of what I consider to be one of the greatest clips of any president ever. Um, so two years ago today, from when we're recording this, uh, the the eighteenth of September, um, the two year anniversary of Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying. Right. Yeah. And there's a clip of Donald Trump, who I guess is just leaving a campaign event or some rally event. Yeah, there's a tiny dancer is playing in the background. Yeah. Well, well, first, so first he's leaving, and then uh, the the end of YMCA is playing, and then <laughs> as he's approaching, as he's approaching the tarmac for Air Force One to, I guess, depart um, back to the White House, um, and a reporter stops him and at, talks to him about his, what his thoughts on Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying are, and this is the first time he learns of it. At this event, and soon as he's approaching, it goes from uh, the end of YMCA to Tiny, Tiny Dancer, Dancer playing it's, in the background. It's uh, and so, it's absolutely serendipitous. It's I love it. Yeah, it is. It feels like something that was written into a TV show. Like, it really is like a full it TV does. show. Here, where it's it's so surreal. And honestly, me, even hearing it, what you're about to hear, and me describing it, it's not going to do it justice. Because you need to see Donald Trump's, like, reaction. Like, his entire composure during this video is superb. Like, One it's of my so favorite surreal. things that he does in this video, and we'll talk about it when, when it gets to yeah. that point. But when you can tell when he's about to talk... 
and like you yes. can see you can see the gears up. turning and it's like all right i know what i'm gonna say <laughs> yes and he like holds his hands up when he's thinking for like two seconds and then yep. he starts talking and then he starts doing the hand talking thing that he does here i'll play the yeah. clip yeah, it's yeah. very funny why is it only in that channel All right. He's walking toward the press. Tiny Dancer's just begun. His hands have gone up. Yeah, he's walking away. He salutes the uh, the Air Force guys there by the plane, and he's now walking up. I know why that sound is only in the left channel, by the way, or right channel rather. That's the jet noise. Oh yeah. He's walking up the steps. He turns and he waves, and then he goes into the plane. Yeah, that is. That is such a surreal moment. It <laughs> is on, on, on. the weirdest thing of all time. Sorry about the the jet engine noise is in the right. Yeah, the jet engine. It's only in the right can because that's be where the videos. camera is. I think there are other videos that might have like um, suppressed that air, that jet noise. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, but that's no, why that's no. there. I was wondering the whole time. I'm like, why is that there? And I'm like, oh, the plane is to the right of the of the yeah. camera <laughs> and audio equipment. That's yeah. why. Um, yeah, that is that is one of the funniest things. I'm just hearing about this now. It's one of my favorite. Uh, yeah, my favorite is he does his little pause and he's like, "Wow, <laughs> it's just like, wow." You just go, "Wow." <laughs> she led an amazing life. Honestly, here's the thing, though. Yeah, I think people would have expected that he would like start doing a jig and be like, "Ding dong, the witch is dead" and shit. But yeah, and he handled so, it. Yeah, very. Sorry, yeah. No, no, I was just going to say, like, uh, piggybacking up what you said, he, he handled it very, like, respect- respectfully, right? And I think that's why it is so, like, uh, uh, people are so, th- this video is kind of iconic is because it's so different from what most people would have expected from him. On top of the theme playing in the background. Too, the music, <laughs> it's totally hilarious. Uh, it's, it's just, yeah. It's 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 one of the funniest things. The, the, the. The the music is the funny part of it, but I was I was shocked when I saw because I expected this was initially posted, yeah, um, with people saying like Trump's initial reaction to Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death, and I was like, oh shit, what did he say? <laughs> you know uh-huh, what I mean? Yeah. And right, I watched right. the video, and I was impressed. I mean, it was everything yeah. he said was true. Um, yeah, she she. I mean, as far as who she was she was kind of an amazing an amazing individual and it's very few people get to the supreme court uh especially very few uh she was the second woman on the court Mm -hmm. that's kind of a big deal right um so she was she and she was also very very competent and intelligent that's the thing that what people overlook about her and she hated a lot of the shit that was done 
that people kind of would think that she would have loved Roe versus Wade being one of them. Um, mm. she thought Roe versus Wade was bad legal reasoning and that it wasn't the right case. And she was right. <laughs> but, but she, so yeah, she, I mean, he was, he was honest about it and he resp- he was very diplomatic. Yeah. He wasn't like, Oh, good. <laughs> right. There's just, there's something, every time I watched a video, his, 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 the Wow. That the first part for some reason just wow. like makes me yeah. laugh because it kind of like, fades wow. off. It's not like a hard like a wow. It it just kind of fades. Yeah, wow. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like an Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And his facial reaction through the whole thing is just a pure gold. Like if people have a chance to watch the video, if you, if if you don't see it, just type in Trump reaction to Ginsburg death. Just type that in YouTube. You'll find the video. Uh, it is uh it, it's 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 incredible. Yeah. It really is. And it's a it's a just like that. It's when such an interesting video, mix of shit. When I first saw the video, I thought someone just edited in Tiny Dancer in the background. <laughs> it kinda sounds like it's it. like, oh, it's actually there. It's actually it's, playing. It's, it's a little too perfect. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's like someone wrote a scene. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, it's the anniversary, the two year anniversary of that event. Yeah. And, um, well, let's, let's, let's work with it. Okay. So I saw last night I was on, uh, I was on Twitter last night mm-hmm. and GTA six was trending. Yes. Yes. And I'm thinking, oh, what did, did Mr. Beast make another GTA six video? I know he's made a million of those. <laughs> uh, and I'm looking at it and nah. <laughs> There's a legit fucking gameplay leak. Yeah. So for people who are completely out of the loop, we're talking about Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, it's a very big video game series, if anyone doesn't know. Yeah. Um, if you're not Grand aware of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5 sold the most copies of any video game ever. Um, <laughs> and it still it, uh, prints money for Rockstar still, and Take-Two. Or is it, yeah. 2, is it 2K? It's Take-Two, right? It's, two, it's Take-Two, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and so basically people have been waiting for, you know, Grand Theft Auto 6 to come out. And yesterday there was a very big leak. Um, I think over 90 videos, in fact, are out there right now of just a bunch of different things um, that have been leaked. Um, and and it's, it's a very big leak, too. It's not just one of those like, oh, someone got a screen cap. Of, I think you know, something and I think the original post said something like it was 90 clips and some of these clips are like yeah. three minutes long. Um, yes. Somebody posted the diner robbery. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is uh, like you can tell it's a, it's a game in development. The NPCs are unfinished, yeah. but the yeah. the main character looks pretty much finished. Um, there are several finished NPCs, several finished textures, and or close to finished textures. Um, the lighting is flat, so like they haven't you know placed all the lighting yeah. and stuff like that yet. But it's yeah. it's getting there. Some of the textures um, look fairly done. Some of them don't, but that's you know obviously in game development still. But exactly, yeah. uh, exactly, and, and why. Why we're what we're why I'm basically talking about this is something I learned today is that so uh, this was apparently a hacker who got access to this. Um, There's some rumors that it might have been an an employee um, of uh, Rockstar, possibly, but it seems to be just a hacker so far. Um, And not only did they just hack, um, like, did they get access to these videos? They got the source code. Yeah, or pieces uh, of it. 
pieces of it. Well, well, um, they say they have the full source code, but they've released pieces only pieces of GTA 6's source code. Um, and so basically, they um they were offering to sell the GTA 5 source code. So basically, if you they have got the source everything. code. Yeah, they got everything for GTA 5, practically. Yeah. If you have the source code, you can just hack the game forever. Um, yeah, that or, or, um, or copy it. You can just make it. another game. You can just make or, the game again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so that's a pretty big deal. And we learned today, this is from Tom Henderson. Tom Henderson is a uh, sort of a trusted source in, like, video game, like, news and leaks, uh, generally. Um, but apparently... They sold the Bitcoin. Someone paid um, $100,000 five bit in, bet, in Bitcoin, five Bitcoins for the GTA 5 source code from this hacker. Yeah. So so they were going to sell the GTA 6 source code and then pulled it down. Yeah. They, they, they removed right. that. But this is there's an image here that I found of the uh, just searching on Twitter just real quick. I found this image uh, from a Telegram chat. At least it looks like Telegram. Um, it says, uh, all source code and assets for GTA 5 are available, along with GTA 6 docs, um, assuming documentation and, and, and some of the other uh, documents. Uh, uh, speak me in DM. <laughs> GTA 6 source not for sale at this moment. No offers under five figures. Thanks. Yeah. So he sold the GTA 5 source code. Uh, but he's still holding on to the GTA 6 source code. Um, yeah. Now, I saw some people saying that this was going to set back development because they're going to have to go in and change all that now. Yeah, if so, if they so the leak itself won't would not hold back development. But if the source code got out, that would severely delay the game. Yes. Um, because you would have to re rebuild everything from scratch, essentially, almost at that point to change this with the source code. The engine exactly. itself. Um, this again, it, if it launches and the source code has been compromised already, uh, then the moment that game actually launches, people are just going to be able to modify it. Um, oh yeah, people could be building tools and trainers for it and shit. You know, exactly. just with what's available now. That GTA Online is like the the huge money maker. Oftentimes, um, um, yeah, that's what's that. printing money. That's yeah, GTA yeah. Online is those shark cards, dude. <laughs> and essentially, having like uh, malicious actors essentially be co-developers of of GTA Online with the source exactly. code would make it uh, uh very hard for them to actually you know um, make any money from. Yes, it. so it would be. Yeah, it, the, the, if that got out, they, that would be a severe blow to their development. So not yeah. only that, but it's an interesting story as far as hacks go. It's um, there's been yeah. I haven't seen anything verifying. First off, that it's a hack necessarily. I, I've seen I've seen right. the person selling claims it's a hack. Um, <laughs> right. But I haven't seen anything verifying that they were actually um, uh, that, that that there was actually any breach. Yeah, it could have just been an employee. It could have just been an employee, right. a developer. Yeah. Um, and inter- hacks are in the news actually right now. There, there was a a Kiwi Farms. Okay, so uh, you know what's been going on with Kiwi Farms, right? Um, I, I've seen a little bit about it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, uh, um, well, Keffels basically went on a crusade against Kiwi Farms, and Cloudflare dropped Kiwi Farms. They stopped mm. providing security services. Basically, it was there was DDoS protection and protection against certain attacks. They had to move to another DDoS protection service. 
Okay. And this one mm-hmm. seemed, seems, it seems as if this one was uh, not quite up to snuff because immediately there was a man in the middle attack. They managed to log in as an administrator. And it seems, uh, at least Josh is saying, he assumes that the entire uh, user list and uh, encrypted passwords, emails, all that is all compromised. Mm. Um, And it seems they tried to export the user database and they crashed (laughs) <laughs> like like it it basically they they couldn't do it it was too much information um but the they so they didn't try that he says it, it seems on his end what he's finding it seems they didn't try that again but they compromised any number of things um so that and it has like all of the information about that account like uh, an individual account it'll have email address encrypted password maybe because there's some people claiming that that with this particular kind of man in the middle attack, that password would have been transmitted in plain text, mm-hmm. which is horrifying if true. Um, and then they also had uh, like like the, the 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 status of that account. So like if they're an admin or if they're banned or whatever, that's all in that. So they they got breached badly, mm-hmm. very badly. And it was a breach that that Cloudflare was protecting them from uh, as part of their services, and they no longer had that protection. It makes me think there was a yeah, it's bad, it's really bad. I mean, but it's but it's things like this that it, are the reasons that Null has been saying don't access without a VPN. Oh yeah, the IP addresses are on that are on that table too. So it's like don't access without a VPN, use an email that's not used anywhere else, use a unique password. Like he's been telling users of Kiwi Farms to do that forever, and it's for just this reason that these kinds of attacks are possible. Um it makes me think there was an interesting thread that I saw, and I think I retweeted part of it, I hope. Okay. Yes. So uh, 17C shite poster <laughs> on Twitter. Um, uh, he, he posted an interesting thread. It, it was kind of food for thought in, a, in an interesting way. Today, Josh Moon of Kiwi Farms mentioned something under-discussed, and this is from uh, uh, this morning, I think. Which is how media class increasing, which is how the media class increasingly acts to strip people of protection from crimes. I'm talking nonviolent ones. This is the form of soft, uh, soft anarcho tyranny or the robbing of rights through other means. Kiwi Farms is a giant rabbit hole, but the gist is that, as far as I can tell, Moon hasn't done anything in violation of U.S. law. That's true. But a media campaign was just levied against him getting his site taken down by pressuring companies to stop uh, giving him DDoS protection. It's worked so far. DDoS is a federal crime, and as would be a hack of this nature. Um, mm-hmm. journalists have very simply wielded their power to make his website vulnerable to criminal attack. Meanwhile, he has understandably a lawyer to protect himself from legal claims. Uh, you should be able to guess what happened next. Journalists have now started the same campaign against his legal representation, trying to get his lawyers to drop mm-hmm. him by contacting past clients, wielding their ability mm-hmm. to apply economic and social pressure to make sure that if he is accused of a crime, he won't have a lawyer. 
These are two basic fundamental pillars of American values. The notion of fully protected free speech and the notion that everyone, even if they're a literal rapist mass murderer, deserves fair representation in a court of law. Both are now being deliberately undermined by journalists acting under the color of protecting our democracy. To expose their political enemies to both outright criminal acts and, if their political enemies ever come under investigation, uh, to strip them of strong legal representation against whatever crimes are being stacked against them by these agencies. Um, which is an interesting thought. The method of removing someone's rights simply by, re- by attacking the structures which protect them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Which is exactly what, or, or by making them vulnerable to crime on purpose. Um, a hack like this is a crime. A DDoS attack is technically a crime. Um, but it's all of that is, is, is so, and, and you need a fucking lawyer. Right. (laughs) And so trying to strip people of the, um, the, the, the things that modern society has developed to protect your rights by this means, it's a fascinating, fascinating technique. And I don't know if I've ever seen it done before, at least not in this way. I think social media kind of allows, you know, people to kind of like, obviously to, you know, if there's someone they deem is like bad or something, you very much get these uh, witch hunts. And sometimes they're not witch hunts. Sometimes they are about very bad people. But there's still like a very dangerous precedent that's saying we're going we, we want to try to pressure people so that they don't protect your rights um, type of uh, mentality, which is kind of kind of scary yeah it's almost like you know we've talked about it before but it's almost like this 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 concept of excising people from civil society right yeah that that you 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 just strip someone of all access to society and Mm -hmm. and thereby you make them vulnerable to whatever i mean we talked about this in on the anti-carcelism conversation that we had um yeah the idea that with with felons as they are now um you're basically excised from civil society if you have a felony on your record. There are mm-hmm. only certain yes. jobs you can get. You, you're you're kind of fucked. You can't get. Yeah. You cannot rent an apartment. You can't get housing. And also, also, you know, um, if 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 you're someone who's worried about like extremism or something like that, right? Generally, um, it, it's not necessarily a good idea to try to ostracize someone uh, when there's a potential that. Um, you could like de-radicalize them in some sense uh, because um, ostracizing them out of society is generally going to confirm their priors that they are outcasts already. And then this is only going to cement them further down a very like um, radical, uh, you know, a, a radical avenue that they feel like, oh, well, look, every I was correct. Everyone is against me or, or against us or, you know, whatever group they're, they've aligned themselves with that. Uh, right. That feel like outcasts oh it's kind of like you you do it's the it's the sort of mentality that certain christian groups have like where where they 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 want to be martyred you know like they 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 desire that outcome because it proves that they are um that that they are uh i i guess it, it proves that they are oppressed by the world for their religious uh beliefs which in many places they actually are um but but it it proves that initial thought and and thus you know they wouldn't be fighting you so hard if you weren't right you know what i mean 
Right. But but also like if you're like uh some like leftist who is concerned about like right right wing reactionary uh uh people, it seems like you're actually it's a counterintuitive thing to them, I guess, but you're actually hurting your own cause by pushing people farther and farther to the margins. Yes. Um the the margins are where radicalization like happens generally. Uh most people most normies are in the middle somewhere, but the further and further you ostracize people to the edges of society, that's where you see the like the actual radicals come in. Right? This is exactly um, what happened with QAnon and- when they got kicked off Reddit. Yes, the, yeah, exactly. There was a there was a pretty the, the QAnon initially, and I I I, uh, I I loved the what was it the Great Awakening subreddit that had most of them. On. It was <laughs> fucking hilarious. I yeah. loved that subreddit, and it was an interesting right. mix of people there. There were some people there who for whom it was like a game, like an ARG, like they didn't. It right, wasn't. Exactly. They didn't they think just... it was serious. But they were just trying to figure out, like, what what's going on here? Who, what does this mean? That type of thing. Yeah. Well, it's fun to try and solve puzzles. And exactly. that's, that's how exactly. they were seeing it. it. It was an ARG to them. It was like, we're, we're going to look at this and kind of see, you know, are there connections we can make and stuff like that? Just exercising right. that muscle, but not taking it too seriously. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And when Reddit kicked that community off of the site, they were forced to find, I think they went to vote later on, V-O-A-T, mm-hmm. if I'm not wrong. Um, I, and the only people who went there were the hardcore. Right. Because the people for whom it was just like a fun distraction, they're not going to go through all that time, sign up on a new website, try and uh, recompile all the interesting, you know, fun data they've got. They're not going to do that. They just drop mm-hmm. it and go find something else that's fun. Right. It was the hardcore who actually believed that Q was real. Yes. That went over and that's when it started spinning out of control. Right. <laughs> because there wasn't that influence of people who were um, just having fun. It was exactly. only the hardcore. There was nothing to temper them anymore. Right. And so they, that's, when, that's when QAnon spun out of control. And that, that was, it, it, it is emblematic and illustrative of exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah. That, that, that shoving people into the margins, especially when you have a community that is only kept in check by the people who are marginally attached and just having fun, um, that, uh, that makes it real. One of my favorite, uh, this is kind of like a, a side point, but one of my favorite memes, the QAnon memes, or making fun of them, was the, uh, uh, it was the tech, the, the text was like, um, when the big day comes and nothing happens, and then it's a meme of Kronk from the Emperor's New Groove saying, oh yeah, it's all coming together. Oh yeah, it all coming it's together. All- <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yes, it is, it, that is, Yeah. you're you're right in pointing that out that it is the shoving people to the margins i mean effectively think about it this way like if you have and and i think this applies as well to a lot of the a lot of the pseudo hoppy and shit that's going on too um if you cause people to form a community with no attachments whatsoever to yours, and you cause them to do this by um, threat, 
or you cause them to do this by excising them from the social bonds. Right. Um, You have now created an entire village that hates you. Right. You have made your enemy tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it's also one of those things I think about, I think about this a lot where it's like, look, I think the only way this could work out for you is if you believe that your side is going to be the majority. If you think the majority of people are going to be like you or have or want to exclude people on the basis that you uh, the basis that you want to exclude them on, uh, then, yeah, maybe you could have, say, some majoritarian support there. And uh, maybe you would be insulated enough from like consequences. Right. But if you do that, if you like if, if you but I don't think that's the case necessarily. I, I, I don't think like an anarchist society necessarily would be like right-wing hoppy and covenants all over the place i, I, I don't think, think they so would exist, either. but I, I think they would exist but i don't think that they'd necessarily be dominant because um, it's a lot of fucking work and it's kind of a pain in the ass to set that up yeah yeah just like you know the, the talking yeah and, and also to that point too that you were saying though is that if you make if you make a bunch of people feel hated just because of like um, for who they are or something or for something that might just be, you know, um, you, you might have a particular dislike of a certain person or a certain group because of some uh, quality they may possess. Um, you're fully within your rights to do that, to exclude them from your property. But when you do that, there's a good chance that you're making them, their friends and their family, your enemy. And there's a good chance that there might be social consequences on you uh, when you do such a thing, right? So right. Like, um, maybe they're not going to trade with you now, and maybe they would have things that uh, you would benefit from if, if you could have open trade relations with them. And now you can't because you acted like an asshole. And now um, you've you caused, know. and I can't remember, we've talked about this before, but there's the, the notion in game theory of the way that if you, if you reduce humanity down to like a tribal level, um, yeah. If you if you game out the way that two tribes, uh, two neighboring tribes can interact, mm-hmm. um, gaming that out, I can't remember what the subset of game theory that is, but you've basically put yourself in that situation where now their options are trade with you and deal with you, ignore mm-hmm. you, which no one chooses. No one chooses ignore because there's right. no guarantee that the other side will ignore you. Um they can trade and and develop a relationship that's functional. They can ignore each other or they can kill each other. Right. Those are the choices. Yeah. And I mean, this is also the thing, right? So I'm not saying that like I, I, you're fully within your rights to disassociate from people for any reason you want. I just want to be completely clear about that at the offset. Um, of, to, course. For who of course. Of course. If you don't like the color of someone's hair, their eyes, uh, you just get off, you know, Zeus whispered in your ear and said, don't trust this person. You can disassociate from them uh, for whatever reason you want. 100% free to do so. But by doing so, there could, you could create unnecessary animosity for doing so. And also if people, uh, if if people view you as just some asshole in society, um, they're going to be less likely to like uh, stick their neck out to protect you. If you, uh, you develop I mean? a reputation, <laughs> if you develop a reputation yeah. for behaving that way, you're going to be the one yeah. from whom people disassociate. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, it, it, the, I, I just don't understand the logic of it. I don't understand the, the, cause the, 
And also trade relations throughout time, and this has been like very well documented, trade relations throughout time reduce uh, tribal animosity, mm-hmm. uh, generally speaking. Um, p- people who have like prejudicial animosity towards uh, certain people or certain groups gets lessened generation through generation, the more um, generations uh, trade between these groups and people. Um so, and that's generally been the case throughout human well, that society. Well, that is the preferred outcome when you game it out that way, is that you develop a trade I mean, relation. You, yeah, you have the, the famous Bastiat quote, which is that if, um, I, or is it Bastiat or is it, well, I think it's Bastiat. It might be Voltaire. I think it's Bastiat, uh, where he says, you know, if, if goods don't cross borders, soldiers will. Armies will, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, <laughs> it, it's just, well, I think it's, it's a general truism. Uh, that's like, yeah, if, if you just lock yourself away and you're unnecessarily uh, um, antagonistic, you unnecessarily, yeah, unnecessarily antagonistic between certain groups, certain tribes, um, it, it's just not um, a good strategy in the long term, um, in my view. Unless you can turn that um, into an empire and. Exactly. We, Unless you win, of course, which is always right. the, uh, you know, the gambit you play. Unless you win. Which yeah. is, which is, I mean, it sounds like... And it has been done. That has been done in history. Absolutely. So it's not... But it sounds like, like a very chad.jpg thing where it's just like, well, then right. we will simply win. But it's like, but you we don't know simply. that. Right. That's the problem, right? Which is that, you know, um, and David Friedman, obviously, you know, he he's more of the utilitarian side, but I do think he has some very, uh, very good insights. Um, but he, he always talks about like, look, when you go into any type of situation... Um, about like a dispute resolution, for example, you're going to always encounter the possibility that, oh, I could just use violence against this person and all my worries will go away, right? It's possible that that could happen. It is one of the possibilities. But the problem with viol- uh, resorting to violence um, when it's not like a last resort is that it's very, um, it's very unpredictable. It's not only unpredictable as to what the consequences of this violence will be, like the second, third, fourth order consequences, but also it's very costly and no one knows what will happen once they initiate this violence. It could like blow up in your face immediately. Yeah. Um, it's a high risk proposition that doesn't yeah. stop at the one guy either. Like the because right. for and every his family maybe is going to retaliate against you. Maybe the friends of that family are going to retaliate. That's one of the considerations you. when you try and game that out. Is effectively yeah. if the two tribes are going to go to war, if one of them is going to choose to go to war mm-hmm. with the other, they must genocide the other tribe. Because if you yes. leave anyone alive who remembers that, they're going to come back for you. So you must commit genocide, which is even <laughs> more costly. Uh, which Absolutely. is uh, just yeah, and it's more costly on a on a on a trust based level because now Absolutely. you've genocided this other tribe, your borders have probably expanded. Now, when we expand this out to other tribes in the area, they're like, oh shit, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Who maybe weren't involved, but now they have to have like um, diplomatic or maybe diplomatic, maybe not, you know, relations uh, of some sort with this uh, warring tribe with this like imperial tribe to some social extent. consequences uh, don't stop at the level of between two individuals exactly. groups interact with those same calculations going on yeah. that that are talked about in like the moral animals of this idea of reciprocity and yeah. and whether or not you can be trusted those those same um calculations happen at the group level too yeah. So if you have two communities which do not trust each other and one of them has been violent to communities in the past, well, here's, I mean, you, you know what you got to do. 
Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, and when you when you uh, war game it out the other way, when you said, "Okay, what if they just traded with each other? <laughs> How would this have ended differently?" Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> not been that. <laughs> yeah, had they had they just decided to give in to the better human instinct of cooperation, right? Um, then that probably it probably wouldn't be such a problem now, would it? Exactly. And that's not yeah. to say that cooperation's always an option, but generally yeah. Yeah. it's only no no longer an option when the other guy's already been an asshole. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you you're left with nothing to do but to resort to violence, and in that case, right, right it's self defense and justified. But um, when there's other options open, when you can, you know, uh, be diplomatic. You know, even if you have to be diplomatic to someone who is actually, you know, an asshole or is like a, a violent person, that is still like better in in many cases than uh, it's still less costly, I should say, generally speaking. Um, uh, than, you know, trying to, like, violently resist is that, you know, that is unforeseen uh, consequences and costs that you just do not know ahead of time. Yep. If you're thinking in the long run, yeah, those are, that that is the better outcome. It's, it's always like when people say, oh, well, if you're an anarchist, why don't you just rebel against the state? For one, uh, there's very little chance that any one person rebelling against the state is going to, to win one, right? That's a very easy, like, no-brainer. Um, yeah. And two, a lot of people just don't want to risk, uh, you know, their friends and family's lives uh, just because, you know, uh, for, for something that they may believe very strongly, but it's still not something that doesn't it doesn't necessitate necessitate you to act. Right. There like, is no there is no moral obligation to self-defense. That's right. Exactly. You can choose yeah. when and where to defend yourself. Yeah, if you want, there's nothing morally wrong with pacifism. If you want to live a pacifist life, uh, or if you want to choose never to defend your own life, that is your choice. That is completely within your rights. And no one can obligate you to defend yourself, because that would actually be uh, slavery, actually, which is, uh, yeah. Exactly. It's just like the signs people put outside of their houses, where it's like, this is a gun-free home. It's like, I think you're stupid, but But you're free to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I think that this is dumb and wrong and unnecessarily dangerous. And honestly, yep. I might make a I might make a moral judgment about that, but I can't justify forcing you to do something different. Sure. I might I might say that that if you have a family and you have a this is a gun free home sign outside of your oh, house. Sure. That's yeah, I think you could. Yeah, I can I can get more on board with that because you're in some sense you're um, inviting danger into your other people's lives. Not exactly. Yeah, I mean if it's just you, fine. Do whatever. Do whatever self-destructive yeah. bullshit you want. I don't give a fuck. But the, if it's mm-hmm. if somebody with a family puts one of those signs outside the house, no, 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 no. You're a bad person. You're not thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's fair. But I also can't force them to arm up and take the sign right. down. I. <laughs> Right. I can't I can't I can't create that. I can just say, hey, that's fucking stupid. Here's why. Yeah. Um, but just like that, there's no I shouldn't say there's no moral issue with it because there there is a moral issue in some cases with whether or not you defend yourself. But sure, it's a choice. I can't force you to defend yourself. In right. fact, if I tried to, you'd be justified in defending yourself against me. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. It's always like what I talk about when people talk about like, oh, the draft is perfectly moral because obviously there's people coming to attack us and they're the aggressor. So therefore, no matter what we do, we're just defending ourselves. Right. It's like, well, no, you're you're an asshole, too. 
Yeah, you're the dick. Yeah. Um, well, it's just like, I mean, I don't know. It's, those are the kinds of people, though, uh, who think like Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. in the Shank case. Where it's like saying the draft is bad is tantamount to yelling fire in a crowded theater. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, Lincoln even would use this idea that um, when Lincoln would arrest journalists or so, people speaking out against the war, he would like, you don't yell at a man walking on a tightrope or something like that. Some bullshit like that. Right. Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> Eat shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, maybe if he's a murderer walking on a type road, uh, rope, I might yell at him. <laughs> so, <laughs> Test his composure. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> well, uh, we talked a little bit about the QAnon thing, and you posted yeah. in the in the topics chat, you posted a story yeah. about that. What's up with that? Yeah, so um, this is from AP, AP News. Um, it's uh, David Klepper uh, and Ali Swenson. These are the people, the authors of the piece. Um, Trump openly embraces and amplifies QAnon conspiracies. So apparently at um, on Tuesday, uh, using his Truth Social platform, which is Donald Trump's um, um, social media platform, um, Republican former president reposted an image of himself wearing a Q lapel pin overlaid with the words, the storm is coming. <laughs> Hold on. They describe the storm hilariously. Can you read that part? Uh, wait, uh, wait uh, let me see. In, uh, in QAnon uh, lore. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. In QAnon lore, the quote-unquote storm refers to Trump's final victory when supposedly he will regain power and his opponents will be tried and potentially executed on live television. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Where did that necessity come from? Is this agreed upon? In the Q circles? That it's going to be televised? (laughs) I I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm so confused about that. Is this something they've all kind of sat down and been like, yes, and what he's going to do is televise executions of his political enemies. That's what he's going to do. That's the storm. Do we know that? (laughs) I'd like to to know the intern that went delving deep into the QAnon lore to report to these journalists, these Mm -hmm. writers, it was you know what i mean like they, they had to go the, to 4chan they looked at the they one the post 4chan. of the guy who was just like yeah i can't wait till the televised executions and it's like they think this yeah. is gonna happen it's like one guy thinks that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah oh my god uh what's that uh he um it, it. I didn't have too much. It was just like I thought it was just funny. The story that he he wore a lapel pin with Q on it that said the storm is coming. Uh, it's it's like he published this dozens like, of Q related posts. Yeah. Uh, well, he claimed that he didn't. Can I have examples of this? Um, well, uh, they say he did. In, yeah. I, I don't know. At least twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Maybe they're just using dozens colloquially in a very loose way I, to say a lot, but I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> um, 
He claimed that while he didn't know much about QAnon, he couldn't disprove its conspiracy theory. Pressed on QAnon theories uh, that Trump allegedly is saving the nation from a satanic cult of child sex traffickers, he claimed <laughs> ignorance, but asked, is that supposed to be a bad thing? <laughs> oh, that's, such a tr- that's such a Trump response, dude. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> If I can, he quote, quoted, if I can help save the world from problems, I'm willing to do it. <laughs> a bunch of people think I am a really, really good guy. Uh, I don't see an issue here. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Trump chose a QAnon song to close out a rally in Pennsylvania. The same song mean? appears in one of his recent campaign videos and is titled Where We Go One, We Go All, WWG1, WGA. Oh, uh, okay. And used as a rallying qu- cry for Q I adherence. See. Online Q adherence, Bastion Trump. What was this? Oh, my God. <laughs> Trump, and he'll do it again. Oh, my God. Okay, so Q adherence, Bastion Trump's attention. Yup, hater. Yup. Who says yup? Yup, haters. Wrote one commenter in an anonymous QAnon message board. Trump re- retruthed Q memes, and he'll do it. I hate that retruth. Truth. Retruth, I, yes. Ugh. Ugh. And he'll so, do it again. <laughs> more and more of them, over and over, until asterisk everyone okay. asterisk like finally meme. gets it. And I'll fucking do it again, or whatever. And he'll do it again. <laughs> I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> Okay, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Mia Bloom, a professor at Georgia State University who has studied QAnon and recently wrote a book about the group. Quote, these are people who have elevated Trump to Messiah-like status where only he can stop this cabal, Bloom told the AP on Thursday. That's why you see so many images in online QAnon spaces of Trump as Jesus. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> hold on this is oh my god just the depth of the spin in this article is yeah. blowing my mind QAnon affiliated accounts hail Trump as a hero and savior and vilify President Joe Biden by, com- by comparing him to Adolf Hitler or the devil those are both comparisons that were made in memes from the speech that Biden yes. gave yes so that's not and first it wasn't just Q people making fun of that it was everyone yeah yeah <laughs> like Oh my god. Just the spin, man. Yeah. Um okay, who's Macintosh? Uh according to Janet Macintosh, an anthropologist at Brandeis University who has studied QAnon's use of language and symbols. Oh my god, can you imagine doing that with your day? Um it'll it also allows Trump to endorse their beliefs and their hope for violent uprising without expressly saying so, she said, citing his recent post about quote the storm as a particularly frightening example, quote, the storm is coming is shorthand for something really dark that he's not saying out loud, Macintosh said. <laughs> this is a way for him to point to violence without explicitly calling for it. He is the prince of plausible deniability. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, did you see down lower? So they're they're trying to list like some crimes that have been uh, supposedly linked to like QAnon supporters um, who violently stormed the Capitol, of course, on January 6th. That's their first go to. Oh, of course. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Two men drove to a vote counting site in Philadelphia in a Hummer adorned with QAnon stickers and loaded with a rifle, 100 rounds of ammunition, and other weapons. Uh, and what? Prosecutors allege they were trying to interfere with the election. I, I, down <laughs> down below a, a little bit, last month, uh, here's there's something in between these that I found really funny. Last month, a Colorado woman was found guilty of attempting to kidnap her son from foster care after her daughter said she began associating with QAnon supporters. Other adherents had been accused of environmental vandalism, firing paintballs at military reserves. <laughs> abducting a child in France and even killing a New York City mob boss. I like how in the middle of this, it's like, oh yeah, and firing paintballs at military. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck. Don't play paintball with any military reservists. You're going to get written about the AP. Oh my god. Uh, even killing a New York City mob boss. Again, to quote Trump, is this supposed to be a bad thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Wow, there was a, there is one link to it that's like last year a California man told authorities he had been enlightened by QAnon was accused of killing his two children because he believed they had serpent DNA. Here's my issue with that. That's not just Q. That's like old school reptilian conspiracy. That's yeah. that's behold the pale the pale horse shit. Yeah, like, right. That way predates Q. Yeah, I mean a lot of these are not like you know purely distinct in a vacuum. There's a lot always a lot of overlap between these types of theories and stuff like that. So it's like you know that type of person. That person's just crazy, right? Like it's yes. like yes. any just literally just schizophrenic. Yeah, yes, he's absolutely any justification they use to do this shit. Uh, it's like they would have picked anything. It could have been anything. Like it yeah, could have been I mean, anything. Look, how many? Like, okay. Zeus could have whispered in his ear and told him to kill. How his many children. of these fucking insane women? These, uh, these, the there, there have been multiple cases of women who God told them to kill their kids and they did it. Right. Exactly. A, a crazy person will latch on to anything. Yeah. Yeah. In order to justify their actions, or rather, their delusion will take any form in right, order to exactly. justify what they're doing. Yeah, I mean that's it's. I mean that's something that's known. The mere yeah. existence of conspiracy theory does not create psychopaths. Right. If it did, I would be a psychopath. I, I would be. I would be out there killing people because I find conspiracy theories incredibly fun and amazing, and some of them I believe are true. If they made people nuts, I'd be nuts. Maybe I am nuts. I don't know. <laughs> I could be. But that's one of the things. Like, I don't... I, I don't... I don't. I have no homicidal tendencies. I love right. conspiracy theories. I make them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have fun with them. Some of them, again, some of them I think are true. But the, the idea that just because you might think... Of, you might be involved with such a thing... That makes you like a schizo who's going to kill their kid. Right. That's insane. Right, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> Trying to lump it all into one thing. Again, the right. difference between firing paintballs at military reservists and reservists. killing two kids. <laughs> yeah. I like it's just stuck in there a little bit. It's like in between a bunch of like horrible shit people have done. It's like, oh, yeah, firing paintballs at military reservists. Mm-hmm. It's just like they just. <laughs> okay. 
you're 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 telling me that Q is I mean, I mean killing a New York City mob boss. You're telling me that Q is at once like Q people are at once the Punisher and Dennis the Menace. Right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's hilarious yeah god the amount of spin in this story is disgusting yeah like it's really bad uh bloom predicted that trump may later attempt to market q related merchandise or perhaps ask QAnon followers to donate to his legal defense his legal defense for what <laughs> That investigation is not going to go anywhere. Do they think he's going to be tried? I guess so. Oh my god. I truly don't think that investigation is going to go anywhere. It would only make him more of a martyr if they did that and it would embolden his face. So it's like, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> growing list of criminal episodes. A lot of this predates Q. I mean, some of this stuff. I mean, here's the thing: the whole Q thing, the whole what they what what the what the um, cathedral, if you will, wants to call the Q conspiracy theory, the sex trafficking, and all that other stuff, the the kid raping and all that stuff. All of that already existed. Yeah, that in conspiracy circles like the right like that's the, not a new thing pizzagate was pizzagate predates q oh yeah like all of that all of that stuff predates q yeah. so the idea that this is exclusively a QAnon thing is 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 a, um, a mischaracterization of that particular yeah. side of conspiracy theory yeah and also like you know <laughs> Like the Q people, the like the true believers are genuinely batshit insane. <laughs> but like the people who think that oh he, Trump's going to be reinstalled any second now, you know these types. But but the idea right. that these people are uniquely uh, like like anything they're saying is like unique to them is like no, this stuff is always predated and stuff. And, and, All and like of as this as has existed before. Anything, we actually do have instances of that. Like Epstein was a conspiracy. Epstein was real. Right? Before, it was a conspiracy, and then it was real. So, <laughs> Epstein was a real thing. The, yeah. All of this is uh, the idea that this stuff is insane. Also, is yeah, I'm much more inclined to believe that people in power and like the top level of power are going to be more inclined to like delve into some of the worst aspects of themselves. Um, yeah, that's good. That is much more likely to me than they're not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, right. If you've got all the power on the planet, all that's yeah. left is that kind of hedonism. Like, right. there's nothing else you can do. Um, yeah. Let me... Uh, uh, you keep going on this for just a second, because I'm going to pull up a clip that is absolutely relevant to this. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I just... So, like... It's, right, we were talking before about like, the, the reptilian thing. That goes all the way back to, like, David Hike, and, and even before, in some sense. Right, like, like, but when people talk about that, like, when they were like talking about, well, he killed his kids uh, for that. It's like, you know, as you said, that's a schizophrenic. That's an insane person, and you know, as much as like I like to laugh at like the batshit insane Q people, it's it, it's it's unfair to like say that oh, this is where it leads or this is what it leads to, right? No, that is just some like some psychopath justifying his own behavior. Somehow, exactly. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's very disingenuous. Uh, but but again, people do that all the time. They do it all the time. Any type, anytime someone can like 
anytime someone can try and uh, associate a certain group with a certain idea that isn't necessarily intrinsically associated with that idea, they'll do that to smear them. So it's it's not really, uh, you know, not really new in terms of like rhetoric. Well, I mean, to, just to that point here, I'm sending I'm sending myself this link right now um, to that point. The, this this idea that conspiracy theories are are definitionally um, I I don't want to give the impression that I think conspiracy theories are definitionally schizophrenic because oh yeah no. they're not I mean there are again I there are absolutely there are several that I believe are but are true I hundred um, percent do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and like you have to separate and, and good conspiracy theorists will tell you this, like the people who are like have who do have conspiracy theories. And mind you, conspiracy theory is a is a uh, term that was meant to denigrate people. It was, it was I think the right. CIA actually came up with the official like coinage of it um, uh, from, uh, from what I understand. But um, besides for that. Um, the the idea that, that like good conspiracy theorists will be the first ones to police the conspiracy theory scene in the sense of saying that no 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 these other people they're just batshit insane they will believe anything right. if someone says that there are aliens coming out of the, ho- the hollow moon um, or things like that you know which is a fun theory but oh it's very they, fun there are types of nuts. people who actually <laughs> believe it without question once they hear about it. Right. Though, there are those types of people who they're not conspiracy theorists. They just will believe any conspiracy. And yeah. that's not really like a genuine conspiracy theorist, someone who actually genuinely looks into the actual conspiracy. And there's levels and to this stuff. There's there's levels to this stuff where you have you have things like this. You have these comparisons. Um, think about the moon landing was faked, okay, as a statement. Right. Okay. I happen to think that's very possible. That the televised moon landing from 1969 was not real. And the reason I think that is possible. I'm not saying I know it for sure. Uh, The reason I think it's possible is because it makes no sense to televise what could be your greatest failure in the middle of a space race in the middle of the Cold War. I've always been sort of sympathetic to the idea that no, we did land on the moon, but the video was altered. And that's there, and, and, what and, I think is somewhat the case. false. Maybe. That's what I think. I think yeah. we we got to the moon at some point. I'm not. I mm-hmm. I, I legitimately believe there's shit up there that we put there. What oh, yeah. I what I don't necessarily believe is that that particular video is 100 percent real, because again, it makes no sense. They had. They had rockets blow up for no fucking reason. Why would you right. televise that possibility ever? Right. Especially when when it was remember the moon, the entire moon race was a Cold War uh, battle. <laughs> this was like saying, no, 100%. we're going to get to the moon first. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is a good point. Like, why? Why would you risk so much for something that could absolutely like lit and literally not just metaphorically blow up in your face? Exactly. Um, Exactly. And that's uh, yeah. the kind of thing. That's what I, but I, I say that to illustrate that there are levels to conspiracy theory yes. where it's like you don't have to go. You don't have to go from the video of the moon landing could be fake. Right. Which is my position. Yep. You don't have to go from there to uh, Jewish space lasers on a hollow moon. Right. Exactly. Those the, the, the link between those two doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not. It's not necessary. I do want to play this clip. Yeah. Because okay, this yeah. is proof that conspiracy theories are true. And the clip is, for some reason, very, very long, and I only want one part of it. 
So we will see where she says the Quickly. thing. Quickly, <clears throat> to bring it home, we're talking about what you're looking well, at and you know what to do when you see it. Very quickly, <clears throat> to bring it home, we're talking about the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Um, he's in hell, I hope. I hope he's in hell right now. He deserves to be. Um, a girl from my daughter's high school was one of his victims. Mm. That's how close to home it came to us, for us, uh, on this. So um, I'm hoping that we get to discuss not only what it is, but where it is and why it is, mm-hmm. and, and leave you with, uh, with, with an action item when you, when you leave here tonight. We Excellent. Can. Excellent. Um, as I understand... So I'm going to shoot straight. Uh, the perception of a lot of, between a lot of young people is that there is an untouchable ring of governmental and economic elites in this country um, that not only benefit, like she mentioned, but actively participate in sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. Um, Jeffrey Epstein was an example. Uh, Robert Kraft was arrested not far from here on on, on trafficking charges. And and so we, um, in terms of this as a grassroots movement to push to combat against this issue, um, are, are these power players a priority for us right now? Can we even touch them? Or is this a pipe dream that we need to address in the future somehow? No, it's like everything. Um, you know, we, we, it hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing. But we had no one that was, no um, uh, legal aspect that would go after him. They were afraid of him. For whatever reason, they were afraid of him. All of a sudden, someone said, BS, we're not afraid. Okay, I'm stopping it there. That's Cindy McCain. Yeah. That is the late John McCain's wife talking yeah. about... We all knew about Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. So, and, I mean, conspiracy yeah, so theories like, are fucking real, man. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. And here's the thing, right? Uh, it is so... Like, imagine hearing that. Like, imagine uh, hearing that from, you know... Uh, and Cindy McCain, she's not a government official, but, you know, she's closely related to government officials. Well, yeah. Uh, and just like knowing that, oh yeah, these government officials—they knew about it. They all knew about it. And they did nothing while this man was uh, raping children. Yeah, obviously. And this is and the thing she said. She says we all knew. She didn't yeah, say, we all knew. knew. Right, right. So, so the 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 idea that these the idea that every elected official sitting in Congress has not been or, or not in, not just in Congress any elected official at high levels of government ha- is not at the very least complicit in. Jeffrey Epstein's crimes is insane. They yeah. all knew. Yeah. And also, remember there was that um, ABS anchor um, who claimed that the network, like, quashed the Epstein story because um, it in, in, indicted or, uh, imp- or, sorry, it implicated um, That was Prince a woman Andrew. from, that was, an, that was a woman from, uh, where was she from? That was... ABC, I'm pretty ABC. sure. ABC. Yeah, yeah. ABC anchor. Yeah, and uh, she was caught on a hot mic saying that the... Um, uh, the network like uh, quashed the uh, the Epstein story because they wanted royal access, and if they ran that um, with it implicating Prince Andrew, they would have been shut out of getting that access. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So the, all these people just like, um, how many years was Epstein allowed to go on while everyone knew who uh, like what he was and what he was doing? Uh, it had to be. It had to be twenty years. Didn't do anything. Yeah, it, it had, had to be been. two decades at minimum. Oh, yeah. At minimum. 
This yeah. dude, this dude was was allowing or or having and, or, or know, entreating the politicians is, to fuck underage girls. Right, and the theory is to get blackmail to get like uh, you know to, to um, blackmail these um, these politicians and stuff. But still, not a single one of them like you know had had any moral courage to like uh, speak out and you know take take him down with them everybody was afraid to everybody in the legal she said everybody in the legal community was afraid to go after him yeah everybody (laughs) at least i'll give her this maybe she's only referring to federal everybody in the federal legal establishment was afraid to go after him which is still yeah (laughs) What in the fuck does that imply? Yeah. So the idea, yeah. and, and again, we all knew. Yeah. Yeah, we all knew. Yeah. So, so it's one of those things, this idea that conspiracy theories are fake by their nature is insane. There's not some, um, there's none of these people, Cindy McCain's not a fucking schizophrenic. No. Q or God or anyone else, Slenderman, didn't tell her uh, John McCain, or not John McCain, uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, probably John McCain too, but Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> can't defame the dead, Jeffrey Epstein is a, is a child trafficking pervert with, uh, in, in, who entreats and allows other perverts to fuck children, um, and many of these people are politicians. That wasn't whispered in her ear by some unknown force. Yeah. So this, the, the, I don't know. It just, it just, stories like this that spin Q this way or spin, uh, or spin conspiracy generally this way, not everything Mm -hmm. is Pizzagate. And that's honestly the biggest weakness of, of conspiracy theory generally is like, they think everything is Pizzagate and it's like, well, no, no, right. Epstein like, is like real. Pizzagate wasn't. You know what I mean? And it, it's yeah. It's also very important to like gatekeep uh, conspiracy theories because you have to. In, in some sense, oftentimes there'll be something there, but then people will just add on to it that it's just like a bunch of bullshit, and then everyone points out the bullshit. Uh, and, but then they're like, no, look, there actually is something here that you're not addressing. Uh, but you just have to, you know, get rid of all the bullshit on top of it and go after what's actually there. Um, and a lot of people just latch onto all they, they just take it whole cloth. They just, you know, right. take the whole package deal with the bullshit and, and it, it discredits the theory when it should be actually um, uh, taken there's, seriously. There's no there's not allowed to be any nuance. I mean, for example, the spirit cooking thing. So you remember the spirit cooking mm-hmm. thing? Yes. OK, I yeah. think that's real. I, yeah. I think that I think Podesta and, and the Clintons and that artist woman whose name I forget, I think they were actually performing left hand path magic. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, and, and this, uh, but, for but who, I, what I'm not convinced of is that they all think it's real, because that's also something you can just kind of do for fun. People play with Ouija boards for fun. People sure. people do all kinds of that like spiritualist. Uh, you know, late um, um, mid sort of 20th century magic shit. People do all that. People do shit like that for fun all the time. And there are people yeah. who believe it's real and works. Yeah. And on on the other hand, um, they could they maybe they do believe it's real. I don't necessarily believe it's real, but they, it's possible that they do. Right. Um, the, the obvious historical example for this is the Nazis chasing after religious artifacts. Yep. The uh, occult, the the the, the, the Nazi cult yeah. that existed within the Nazis. 
The, yes. And it was an actual cult. It was it yes. was a, a religious order of, of people with occult beliefs. Yes. And, and, and so the and, and idea it, that that's fake is nuts to me. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, again, there's but again, there's nuance. I, I don't necessarily think uh, I mean, Podesta and the Clintons are a bad example. I think they were obviously involved with Epstein and all that stuff. But right. Man, rich people get up to weird shit all the time. Right. It's not that strange. Right. <laughs> but again, like Pizzagate, not real. Epstein, real. That's mm-hmm. the difference. The the Wayfair thing, not real. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny my girlfriend was talking to me about the Wayfair thing she got sucked into it for a little bit (laughs) oh it was very interesting I I was like very like when it first happened I was like very like what the hell's going on here yeah Uh, it's it's hilarious to me um I love I love it I love the Wayfair theory but I I, it's I don't think it's real I don't think the Wayfair theory holds any water um mostly because there's better ways to do that (laughs) <laughs> than Wayfair? Like, right. why, would you, why would you use that platform? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, this, 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 you know, Trump loves QAnon. Okay. Well, I mean, he should. They're part of his base, right? I mean, he should. Of course. Yeah. He should reach out to those people. That's good. That's good politicking. So I'm not, I don't know why anyone's surprised at that fact. Um, I don't know. The fact that they think he's God is hilarious. Speaking of, or or a, a messianic figure, uh, but again, that's what happens when you shunt people off into a corner where they can only become more extreme. Like all of the measured, mm-hmm. all the measured voices are gone, and now it's just the hardcore. You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay. So. I think the next thing, probably the last thing, there's a policy paper that the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, uh, the WHOSTP, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, that, that acronym makes me laugh. Uh, the, okay, where is it? Let me look. This was a this was a, a, a policy paper, a policy write-up from it's from the White House. Technical possibilities for a US central bank digital currency. The tweet that they uh, sent out reads thus a quote digital dollar may seem far fetched, but it's not beyond the realm of possibility. Today the Biden Harris administration published a policy objectives and technical analysis for a potential US central bank digital currency. In tech policy, it's vital to understand how how technical design choices and policy priorities affect each other. Our report goes deep into the technical weeds to show how ones and zeros can affect people and values. Oh my god, I hate this. Um, We hope this report will help both U.S. and international policymakers with their assessments of central bank digital currencies. We encourage you to also read the broader range of reports from across the federal government, collectively forming a whole-of-government approach on digital assets. (laughs) So, this... I want to read a couple of paragraphs out of this policy paper. 
Um, published on the 16th. President Biden often summarizes his vision for America in one word. Possibilities. A digit, it's a fucking sales pitch. <laughs> yeah, this is all just marketing bullshit. <laughs> a digital dollar may seem far-fetched, but modern technology could make it a real possibility. A United States central bank digital currency, CBDC, can't, they can't stay away from stupid fucking acronyms, um, yeah. would be a digital form of the U.S. dollar. While the U.S. has not yet decided whether it, will pursue, whether it will pursue a CBDC, the U.S. has been closely examining the implications of, and options for, issuing a CBDC. If the U.S. pursued a CBDC, there could be many possible benefits, such as facilitating efficient and low-cost transactions, fostering greater access to the financial system, boosting economic growth, and supporting the continued centrality of the U.S. within the international financial system. Saving the petrodollar. Saving the petrodollar. That's what that means. <laughs> However, a U.S. CBDC could also introduce a variety of risks, as it might affect everything, ranging from the stability of the financial system to the protection like of central risk. data. It might affect everything. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> like- <laughs> Potential risks. We can inflate Every- it with no consequences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <sighs> Notably, these benefits and risks might vary significantly based on how the CBDC system is designed and deployed. That's why Executive Order 14067, ensuring responsible development of digital assets, placed the highest urgency on research and development efforts into the potential design and deployment of options of a U.S. CBDC. <sighs> they published this report... Um, it's such a weird thing. It 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 seems unclear to me whether mm-hmm. the White House actually wants to do this because there's verbiage in here like this. This report includes the Biden-Harris administration's policy objectives for a potential U.S. CBDC system, building on priorities outlined in the executive order. For example, these objectives state that the U.S. CBDC system should expand equitable access to the financial system, preserve the role of physical cash, and only collect data that is strictly necessary. Really? Right. The transaction itself is all the data you need. For for any number of things, yeah. Why do you think they? Uh, never mind. I just I, that only the data that we really think we need the metadata on the yeah. transaction itself from whom to yeah. whom yeah. how like, much that's yeah, all. Yeah, like you what need. else do you need? Yeah, <laughs> you can put people in jail over that alone. You can you can you can make sure that anyone who buys gun parts goes on a list. The credit card companies are already doing that. Um. That's a story we didn't bring, but I should probably bring up at some point yeah. the fact that these credit card companies are trying to put people on a list for buying gun parts. Uh, what was the only collect data that is strictly necessary? They also note that a U.S. CBDC should be sustainable, avoiding the environmental concerns raised by some privately issued digital assets. And they note oh that a U.S. God. CBDC should be functional and provide a good customer experience so that all Americans can truly benefit. I fucking hate this. I hate, yeah. I hate corporate speak. I like, I really like just despise these people. 
Oh my god. Uh, oh yeah, we want to protect the environment. That's why you, you know. <laughs> like, how do they plan? Uh, so they're talking. You know, there's this whole Bitcoin thing about like, oh, Bitcoin uses so much energy to mine and stuff like that. It's oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. How much energy are you going to be using when you're inflating that? You know, you when you're just like, oh god, I I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's ugh, infuriating to me. They have a whole a whole report on like the transport layer. Okay, so there's a whole chunk of this that's about the transport layer. Less intermediated versus more intermediated. <sighs> the answer here is less. That's is that not obvious? Right. Less intermediated, that's the answer. Jesus Christ. I just don't know. I, I just don't know. I, I don't know. It, they're they're going to do this. Oh, they're, I, I think, the, yeah, I think they're absolutely going to try. They're yeah, absolutely sure. going to do this. And I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, I, I feel like, like, I feel like what Bitcoin did is that kind of forced their hand to, to some extent, like digital currency in general, yes. but uh, mostly Bitcoin is it's like, oh, shit, if we don't give it the times, we're going to have real problems on our hands. And, of course, this is not a panacea. This is not going to fix any shit. It's, it's no. going to make things worse. Well, um, you know what this will worse. be used for? Um, oh, I mean, well, tracking people, well, obviously. Yes, tracking people, absolutely. But I think the main reason they might launch something like this is masking inflation. Oh, right, When you of don't yes. have to release, when you can make a new currency and you don't have to release a 10,000 Deutschmark note because <laughs> that's how fucking bad inflation is. You know what I mean? Right. Like when you can, when you can just make, hey, $100 is now one CBDC. Right. Yeah. They can use and that to great. mask inflation. Right. And it's also going to be one of those things where it's like, obviously, I, I don't think the, the actual physical dollar would be necessarily phased out immediately. But I do think that would be probably something that they'd want to do long term. Um, and, you know, say what you want about cash. But at the very least, it's anonymous. Generally, it's very hard to trace um, <laughs> like cash transactions. Right. Um, that is not the case with um, digital transactions like the type of digital currency that they're wanting to implement. Um. <laughs> it's it's not the case with um I mean, stuff like uh, the, the more basic sort of coins and stuff, all of the transactions are on the ledger. So if you know people's addresses, you know that transaction, right? Um, right. So like Bitcoin is not a privacy coin. Not at all. If you, have, if you have the information you need, you can find that transaction. All, you, all sure. the information you need is the addresses, right? The wallet addresses, the to and from. So that, it's, not it's not a privacy coin, really, but the... the, the so, so, and I, I would assume if they even went blockchain, which they don't have to do, there's no reason this can't be centrally con controlled by a database. I would assume it would be centrally controlled. Sure. I, well, it absolutely would be, but I, I mean, they could just as easily run something like this out of a fucking Oracle database if they wanted to. Yeah. Like it would be, I, I mean, it would, it would suck, but you could do it. <laughs> So I don't know if they would even go blockchain, but if they did, all of the transactions are right there. If that's publicly available, then everyone has access to it. If it's not publicly available, then that means the people who have access to it are the government. So the FBI right. can look at your transaction history. 
and see whatever you've done. If it's on chain that way, if it's, I mean, something like Monero is a privacy coin, right? It's slightly different. Mm-hmm. It, it masks those, uh, those users, but uh, I don't know. And the other thing too, is if you get, if it's not public, if it's not a public led, uh, public ledger, uh, or rather if it's not a public chain, then you, you, uh, you have two dangers there. One is that it's entirely centralized, which is a problem in itself. But the second is that now you have a massive hacking target. Mm -hmm. Because what you could do with that information, let's say you, let's say you wanted to try and hack this database, this, you wanted to try and hack and get access to this, this, uh, this chain. Okay. What do you do with that information once you, once you have it? Because you will get it eventually. The, the, the government sucks at cybersecurity. So you will have it. Right. That, at that point, you can guess how much money an individual has based on their wallet address. And if you can identify who has that address, you can spearfish them. So yeah. if, if I know that this address goes to Ace, I can email... Right ace at gmail.com which i don't think is real mm-hmm. but ace at gmail.com i can email that and and say uh with it with it with some sort of phishing scam and say hey man you've got to send us x amount of money or whatever right exactly yeah or i could use like the old school kind of indian uh refund scam where i make you put on uh i make you install team viewer and log into your wallet and then i just take whatever i want Right. Like that, that kind of thing. That's it's not just the danger of the government using this data against you. The danger right. of the government having any data is that they can, they are not good stewards of it. Right. And so they, they'll take it and, and, and now they've got it. And what are they doing with yeah. it? So even if you don't think even if you don't think there there's any like malicious intent here, which is beggars belief for one. Uh, but uh, but but even if you don't think that there would be any malicious intent with this type of scheme, as you said, it would still be open to like they would not protect it at all. Like we've seen how they build websites. We've seen how they uh, like how government runs like technology and uh, and centralized structures it all together. Um, they're not exactly known for efficiency. It's no. it's not um it, it's not necessarily something that you know uh, we associate with governments generally. No, I mean the the greatest example of this is the I think it was the California Gun Purchase Registry yes. was stored in yes. plain text. Yeah. On a website. Yeah. You cannot. The, the, the danger of them having the data is not just that law enforcement might use it against you. The danger of them having the data is that they can't protect it. Yeah. <laughs> and they really have no incentive to. <laughs> like, no, not at like, all. There's not a competing wallet for your CBDC. Yeah. It's going to be right. their government wallet. Yeah. They're not going to open source that. Right. So you're going to have to log on to your to your U.S. central bank account. And it's also obviously one of the obvious concerns also is that if you have a centralized wallet, if the government doesn't like some certain social practice that you're a part of or that you're doing or something at all, maybe something, they could just say, eh, we don't really like this. We're not going to allocate funds to you. Oh, uh, my God. Your fund allocation. It's worse than that. Mm-hmm. I bet this is how they do it. 
they give it to the FDIC insured banks. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's, and that's, the FDIC yeah. insured banks run your wallet. Right. Which means they can offload the responsibility for cutting you out of the financial system to the banks, just like they did with the match list. Right. That it's not them doing it. It's not them. Yeah, right. Right, because that's going to get them sued, and they'll lose that. Right, that, yeah, exactly, yeah. But something like the match list, if the banks are running the wallets with something like the match list, they, they'll just shut off your money. Yeah. Much like they just shut off credit now or payment processing right. access now. Right. So there's no, there's no, uh, that's <laughs> yeah, what they would do with that. That'd be a very scary future. <laughs> that's what they would do with that. I guarantee you that's yeah, what they oh, would do. Yeah, absolutely. They would have the I banks agree, run the wallets and it would be linked to your bank account. And your and that's how they would, that's how they would control it is they would have the, the, uh, the credit companies, the, the banks, and the uh, the the payment processors and stuff like that, they would be the ones that shut down your money when you said the F slur on on Twitter. That's right. what they'll do. Yeah, yeah, that's that'd how, be a, that's that'd be a very that. scary uh, scary future. Yeah, it's horrifying. Centralization bad. Yes, very bad. Yeah, very bad. No, <laughs> that's one of the that's one of the good things about cash. It's a, it's it is a centrally controlled yeah. currency, but you cannot stop me from spending it. As long exactly. as someone will yeah. take it, I can just give somebody a bill, and they will exactly. give me a thing. Yeah. But that's the. Uh, uh, this is a this. I oh my god! I bet that's what they would do. Yeah, I bet that's what they would do. Okay. Well, that is the uh, that's the last story we had. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Uh, I I don't think so. No, I think that pretty covered pretty much covered this week. Oh, we may have a guest on next week. Um, potentially, I don't want to spoil anything, but th- I okay. think it's going to be a pretty fun episode next week. Yeah, excellent, excellent. All right, man. Well, uh, I'll drop the intro at the end. I don't have it on the soundboard yet. I moved everything to a different tablet, but I still don't have the actual soundboard set up. Uh, what are your plugs, sir? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ace underscore Arcus, and my Substack is acearcus.substack.com. And yeah, that that's all for me. What about your uh, your friend? Oh, yeah, my friend Pacing Joska. He's over there on yeah. Twitter. He's a great guy. You should give him a follow. Um, yeah. He 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 spent some time today abusing who I assume is a college student um, who wrote a piece about how the FCC could uh, use its licensing provisions for the use of spectrum radio spectrum in order to regulate news delivered on podcasts. Uh, okay. University of Pennsylvania. Get a fucking handle on your law school. <laughs> you got idiots running that place over there. Um, <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, so yeah, follow him over there, Pacing Joska, uh, J O U S K A. Uh, my show Dino Files, D A N O F I L E S, on Alternative Internet Radio, A I R A D dot I O. And uh, that's, I think that's it for me as well. Bye guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.